Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present Hardcore Listing, the podcast. Hello and welcome to Hardcore Listing Podcast. Uh, it's another week, it's another episode. Joining me as ever, Christopher Glasson. Good morning. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I'm all right. I I'm went right. proper Essex there, didn't I? Hello, mate. <laughs> yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. Are you now you've moved to Margate? Are you trying to kind of retain your Essex roots by yeah, just becoming more want, Essex? I don't want to turn into a Kent person. Yeah. So, I can't wait yeah. to turn my next Zoom chat on and you've had like like veneers done and you've just got like this massive smile. French <laughs> manicure. <laughs> yeah. Fake knockers, everything. That'd be great. <laughs> Chris has got a decent rack these days, you've seen him. <laughs> Oh, brilliant. Well, look, before we do anything, let's get a quick word from our sponsors. Okay, first up, we have a brand new message from our sponsor, love-beer.co.uk. Charles says, we're delivering to home and office bars in and around London, including Essex, Kent, Hertfordshire and more. We're a one-stop shop for everything you need to pour a beer at home, from installation of the equipment through to delivering kegs straight to the bar. This year, with Rugby and World Cups, we're also developing our hire equipment with a quick and easy-to-use solution to have kegs at home. For about three twenty a pint, we can install a keg with all the equipment you need to pour beer for up to two weeks. Yes, yes. All the equipment we provide can dispense up to two kegs at the same time. So if you wanted a lager and one of my amazing craft beers we featured previously on the podcast, then the per pint cost will be even lower and the equipment we use will keep it pouring properly for the full two weeks without you having to do a thing. The only thing you have to do is go to love-beer.co.uk. Bangboomcreative.com. That's where you need to go for the very best in film, photography and production work. Absolutely. Handsome Luke and his team over at Bang Boom have been proud sponsors of ours for bloody ages. Yeah, and we can tell you two things about them. Number one, their stuff is excellent. They work for massive global brands, charities and companies of all shapes and sizes. The content they create does really, really deliver. We've done shoots with Luke. Uh, Loads of the people, our partners over at the network and our mates have done shoots with Luke. Always banging and they're always getting results. Yes, yes. And number two, they're just bloody nice to work with. The team at Bang Boom always give it their all. The business ethics are sound and they're a bunch of warm, proper, decent people. So if you need some great visuals from a truly excellent company, check out bangboomcreative.com. Sponsors of Hardcore Listing. The world can seem like a strange and sometimes dangerous place. 
With Summer Academy helping you with your martial arts training, you can always feel safe. Dangerous loners are everywhere. They come across as harmless board game geeks or indie music fanatics, but the reality is far more sinister. Yes, yes. Wrenchy Simon James has been training karate for over 32 years and teaching for 28. He knows through first-hand experience that martial arts can give you the stress release you've been looking for. It can teach you life lessons along with fitness and, more importantly, peace. At Sama, he teaches karate, kickboxing, tai chi and MMA to all ages, from children as young as four to the very elderly, even Stu. What? Aside from that, he also teaches ladies self-defence, self-defence courses, team building courses, corporate training days, apprenticeships to become a martial arts instructor for Sama. Yeah, he even teaches a parent and baby self-defence course. That's defence while carrying your child, not defence against maniacal murder babies, because we all know there's no defence against them. So go hit Simon up at sama-academy.co.uk. There we go. There we go. Well, look, I think, Chris, we should just go straight in today, because... um, I've seen that, you know, uh, we've had a a bit of a brief uh, from today's guest, and... Now, when you kind of get that feeling that right, this is going to be this is going to be a cracker. This it's it's going to be really insightful yeah. and, uh, and 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 a peek into something inspiring and, and 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 certainly a peek into something that a lot of us are probably never experienced. Um, and and, yeah. and big love to our, uh, our our mutual friend Mark Watts for um, making this hook up. Um, Cole Corbin, good morning. Morning, 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 guys. How are you? How you doing, mate? All good, all good in the earth. Lovely. Lovely. Thanks for joining us uh, early on a Saturday. (laughs) (laughs) I've been gym before this. Oh, nice. Nice. Sure, you've been to the gym this morning? Probably, mate. I mean, come on, dude. I was working four o'clock this morning. Like, you know. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I'm I'm just mainlining coffee, just trying to kind of uh, get, get, get my shit together. But, um, Stu's up till four in the morning, Carl, because he's uh, trying to relive his youth now. He's going out clubbing again, isn't you, mate? <laughs> I run, I run clubs, Carl. I wish I weren't. It was fucking minus one last night. It was ridiculous. Oh, mate. Standing out there, just absolutely freezing. And t- do you see fellas just like rocking up in t-shirts and like and girls in little dresses with no coats? And it's like, <laughs> knowing you feel like their grandparent, you're just like, are you cold? Are you, why are you wearing a coat? Knowing you think. <laughs> God, I'm old. I'm concerned about the youngsters getting colds. <laughs> Ridiculous. Um, well, I don't. I don't even know where to start um, with with your journey, Carl. And I know that you know you. You've, we'll get to how you've turned this whole thing around and um, um, into something so positive and, and inspiring. Like when you tell your story, generally, I know we're going to talk about your, your top five. Some your top five um, life changing moments. Um, would it work to start your story by your your first one of your five? Would that make sense, or or is there any way yeah. that whenever you relay this story, um, that you have a certain way of sort of start a point of starting it? Um, yeah. I, I I think I think we could start we could start from that really. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So which one did you want to start with? Um, we we'll start with the love of my life, my daughter. Ah, oh, lovely. <laughs> So, uh, what, uh, well, I'll, I'll just, it's so a basically before I had my daughter, I was getting into all sorts of trouble with the police, uh, hanging around with 
the wrong crowd, you know, like as 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 a kid, I'd I'd probably blame, you know, like I'd I would have blamed like the, my parents' divorce and my dad being a kind of, you know, um distant distant dad. Yeah. So you know I kind of blamed it on that at first. So that was that was my first reason for like um acting out if if you want to say yeah after a while I think I just got into the habit of it to be honest you know like started forming you know like kind of like-minded friends yeah so-called friends um and then you just get into the habit of of behaving badly it normalizes it if everyone else is doing the same Absolutely, man. It's then hard, harder to escape it, and it's normalised. Carl, where did you grow up, mate? Out of interest, then? Cannon Town. Cannon Town. Yeah, Newham, basically, because I, I went to school yeah. in I went to school in Newham, but I've always lived in Newham. So my first growing up roots really was Cannon Town, um, then Stratford, and then Custom Mass, where I am now. Yeah. So, so I think. Up and, like up until I had my daughter, I kind of like I was slowing down a tiny little bit, but not really much to be honest. I used to take drugs, like smoke cocaine, smoke weed all the time. Cocaine, it wasn't like an everyday thing, but you know when I go out and stuff, I used to sniff cocaine and stuff. Um, so, but I had like kind of risk taking um, tendencies, and then it's like it's mad, yeah. like when. So I met my daughter's mum. Kind of still was on the same kind of kind of behaviour, really. But then yeah. once she fell pregnant, it's like without me even knowing it. Slowly, slowly, I started softening up. I didn't even realise it till it. Just subconsciously. <laughs> yeah. Um. So my daughter was born in two thousand and one. And how and how old was you then, buddy? Twenty three. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so oh God, man. So you kind of like you didn't really realise that it was sort of like maybe the impending child was kind of subconsciously saying thing, giving you signals in your head about lifestyle and whatever you're yeah. up to. Yeah. You no, know, like I, I think in life you get you get you probably get a million warnings. You know, like <laughs> like I'm I'm 43 now and I've I've probably had a million warnings. So, you know, like that, but you don't actually, until you get older and realize some, some things in life are warnings. Um, yeah. Sometimes they could be a good warning, like something good is going to happen. Yeah, to take advantage of something, yeah. the signals are there, jump on this. And then other times it's like, how did I not know? Yeah. I've got that, I got that massive warning not to do that. You know, I'd, I'd, I'd had a taste of where that's going to take me and I still fucking carried yeah. on. Yeah. So that, that was my, you know, like, I used to just blank the warnings. Even sometimes, you know, like when I was younger, my mum would be like, listen, please don't go out today. But you know, like she'd have a feeling and the next minute I'm nicked in the station, yeah. <laughs> calling my mum, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> so. You were right, mum. <laughs> Pick us up. <laughs> what, what, do you mind me asking, what, what would you get nicked for? Misdemeanor sort oh, of type so, stuff. So, so, up until, so from 14, to 17, 14 to about 17, 18, um, was robbery, offensive weapon, theft, uh, or uh, possession of drugs. Yeah. Like, but it, like, 
there'll be different sort of stuff, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, then from 17 to, from 17 to, I think about 20, um, just like uh, possession of drugs, possession of drugs, like personal drugs. Um, and then I got, I got, I was out in, in Yates um, and basically the person, that, well, I was with a few people, but the person I was with, it's a mad, the maddest thing is like, actually wasn't even his fault. You know, like, see, sometimes I take it on. You know, it's your fault. <laughs> yeah. We do dumbness, but it actually wasn't his fault. So, like we're it's Ram, yeah, and he's sitting back to back. There's like a table of girls behind us, yeah. So we're with um I'm with him, another boy, and a girl, and it's his round, isn't it? So he's got up and he gets mad emotional on, on booze, yeah. And like it can, it can be overbearing sometimes, but he's a, he's he's not horrible. So yeah. anyway, he's got jumped up to get his round and his chair is back to back with the girl in it, he's bumped her. Sounds a lot like Stu. <laughs> <laughs> he's bumped her, and um, the built the drink spilt, so he's apologising. Yeah, and it, she just started being proper rude, you know, like yeah. proper rude. And he's like, oh, "I'm sorry." Like he's like, oh, "I'm gonna get my boyfriend dad." Like proper chatting shit. And I, I was like, I thought, let me just take this over because sometimes it can be overbearing, innit? I said, I look, love, sorry, we'll get you another drink. Boom, boom, boom. She's, and I literally, you know, like had my finger just just on the shoulder, just speak, because it's loud, innit? Speaking to her, look, yeah. we're sorry. We'll get you, I'll get you another drink. And then she's like, take your hand off my shoulder. I'm going to get my boyfriend. And then me, I'm like, can I get your boyfriend? Then? <laughs> 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 Fuck it, man. We try to be nice, and it <laughs> can't get your boyfriend. Then, so then now me and the girls arguing. I'm like, escalating. How has this happened? So then, the bouncer and she is the most vocal one, yeah. And the, then the bouncer said, "Oh, you sort of got to leave." We're like, "What, mate? We ain't done nothing." You know, like that is like a no that can happen anywhere. You can, yeah, by accident bump someone. It's not like we bumped it and said, "Fuck off." We're yeah. trying to like make the situation right, and she's actively being rude. So anyway, bam, we've been kicked out, and I'm saying to so me and him have been kicked out, and the other two are there, and I, like so I'm we've, we're out, and because it's got big bay windows, I'm pointing to them, get the jackets, get the jackets. This guy's trying to get back in the club. Allow it, man. <laughs> Allow it. He's trying to push past the bouncer. So him and the bouncer are having a little to and fro. So then I think the bouncers. Um, no, the bouncer actually hit him. He's hit the bouncer back. Then police just drove past. Just happened to be driving past. And then just basically just jumped on him. Then I'm saying, listen, take it easy on him. Do you know what I'm saying? Like mm. roughing him up and that. Take it easy on him. And then that, the police are like, ah, oh, stand back, shut up, stop speaking. I'm like, who are you telling him to shut up? So they're like, nah, I'm on an argumentative one now. So now I'm arguing the policeman. He's like, if you don't shut up, you're getting nicked. I said, fuck off. And then he nicked me in it. So then bam, we got that. So, and then after that nicking, so we basically, we got, um, uh, you know, like threatening words and behavior basically. Yeah. And then got a fine, 160 pound fine. And then after that, nothing. And then my daughter was, my, da my daughter was born and nothing. It's like working, doing painting, decorating. Um, then, 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. But I was still in the same, it's mad, like, so I stopped actually doing crime for money, but I was still in the same lifestyle. Yeah. So that's that's kind of um, what Shegbin led me up to getting the, like a, so I ended up getting a 16 year prison this sentence. This is your next, this is your four, right? <laughs> your number four, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Flipping so hell. was that, like, before we get on to that, so that's like, basically you, you'd, you'd, oh. you'd put yourself in a position where you had a lifestyle and as a painter and decorator, that wasn't sustainable financially. Well, it's because you know what it is. It's, I kind of so see before I was going out every weekend, every weekend, every weekend. So I cut it down. So I cut it down like when my daughter was born because you got bills are real yeah. and they're fucking all the time. So, <laughs> so I cut it down. <laughs> I cut it down. Um, so I would, I would like just go out, you know, for special occasions and stuff. But like I was like a binge drinker, so you know when I do go out. Not just me, but like with the boys, like we're we're all chipping for like a crate of champagne. Like, is there any need for that? Really? Like, you just we could have went yeah. smaller, really. But yeah, yeah. Um, but, but a lot I'd, of people, I'd, it's it's not uncommon. Like every weekend for young people to binge drink, it's an epidemic. Do you know what I mean? It's like yeah. it, it's yeah. Uh, it, you're not doing anything that terrible there. Do you know what I mean? No, Carl, but Carl's binge drinking on champagne. Oh yeah, couldn't well. afford that. <laughs> probably like, like, Stu, my version of binge drinking is like six pints of fucking snake bite, and then well, two liters of cider in the park. Uh, <laughs> no, that's the thing is, see, because my lifestyle hadn't changed, so all of my friends, not all, but probably eighty yeah. percent of my friends, are still doing crime. So they're yeah, easy, yeah, like, yeah. I say easy because it's, it's still money you're burning, but yeah. They're earning it fast, and it comes by quicker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you, you, you still had champagne taste, but lemonade pocket money. Yeah. That's what my dad used to yeah. say about me. That's what my aunt says. <laughs> <laughs> That's what my aunt says. So, so, um, so basically, yeah. So I was, I was still like, I'll go out every now and again, but then I want to sniff. You know, like I want to drink. So you know, like I'd buy like 
because you're going out out right because you you kind of you were used to that lifestyle yeah. so that's your way yeah. of now going right i'm not going out as much but when i do go out i'm gonna yeah. paint the then, on yeah. top of that it's like when i'm doing that like i would buy a sniff but I'm, i would be i was a social sniffer so i wouldn't just sit mm. on my own and sniff. i would like anyone that sniffs that's with me we'll all be on the same packet in it yeah you know like I don't know, man, that, that that whole lifestyle. So even though, because I'm not saying, I'm not saying everyone has got, everyone that like does crime, I'm not saying everyone's got a bad nature because sometimes it could just be the situation that you're in. Yeah. Or you could still be a nice person. But yeah. some of the people I was with were not nice people. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and I didn't really see that, you know, like I, I had loyalty over everything, do you know what I'm saying? So, and that's what kind of got me, got me um, shagged really. Um, and, and like I said earlier, like got me a, a 16 year sentence, you know? Well, shall we move into this then? Well, so how, how did the sentence come about then, Kyle? Um, what, what so you don't have to talk friend... about this, by the way, Kyle, if you don't want to. Yeah, right? of course. Yeah, yeah, man. So what, you, you can just, you can touch on parts yeah, of it. Yeah, there's I'll, areas I'll, that are... I don't mind touching on it, you know, like it's, it's, it's been a big part of my life. So yeah. it's not um, something that I shy away from talking. I just, you know, mm. just so people's feelings ain't hurt. I'm not going to go deep into it, but. Sure. Um, so it's a friend's birthday. Um, like, I think about maybe seven of us went out. Seven of us went out for his birthday. Then, um, cut a long story short, we've gone to a club. The whole night is proper. No one's arguing, nothing. Then one of the people that we was with, so at the end of the night, it's about four in the morning, at the end of the night, so we're all staggered, in it. So we're getting our coats. One guy's yeah. gone out there. He's ended up in an argument with another yeah. group who I don't even remember seeing on the night. Um, and then while we're in the club, so basically... There's been a little exchange of words. The guy's turned to sharp. He's called him a pussy or something. Then the guy's just jumped out on him and give him a combo and knocked him down. And as we've come out, he's been knocked down and the guy and his friends are surrounding him, innit? So now we've all come over like, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. So we tried to like break up the 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 the, the melee and then people just started fucking, because there's like, there's things being built there, innit? So, you know, um, there was like bricks, traffic cones, all sorts of shit just lying around. And then people just started flicking, yeah. f- flinging missiles. Yeah. And Fucking hell. I've basically somehow, I've been hit by a missile, knocked down. My friends had to fucking drag me out. Then it just ended up into some big, big um, brawl, um, which a lot of it I don't even remember. You know, um, due to alcohol, the, the smashing the face with a brick. Um, and then, literally, I woke up the next day and I was getting phone calls saying, not the next day, sorry. So I woke up the next day saying, I'd have, and then finding out, oh, there was a big fight, blah, blah. I knew I'd been in a fight. That was obvious. Yeah. But, you know, like, there was, like, little fragments. I didn't really... Yeah, yeah. gaps I didn't have in it so then like I think two days later I'm getting phone calls saying ah oh, that 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 guy that the person I was with was fighting with is dead I'm like what I'm like mate 
nowhere near that guy. <laughs> you know, like I didn't know about like joint enterprise and things like that. So I just thought yeah, I never yeah, nowhere near him. So this is nothing to do with me. Yeah. Um, and then um, basically, the, the person that that um, actually um, done done the thing, he got nicked. Then I think an, another one of my codies got nicked. Then I handed myself in because yeah. they come around my mum's um, looking for me. That's the address they had, my last address they had for me, but I wasn't living there. So um, I handed myself in. And then I, I just thought, you know, because I never went nowhere near the guy, I thought I'll be sweet. So I just thought. It's, be- it's, be- it's better to just. Change yourself in, man. Yeah. You know, the 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 path of least resistance. Because yeah, you say you think, oh, I'm gonna walk in here. I want to tell them what happened. And that's the mad thing. So see, basically, because I thought I didn't know about joint enterprise. I thought, well, I never went nowhere near that guy. Yeah. I'll say I was there, but then as soon as they started asking about like my codes, I thought because I don't know exactly who done what. Like I'm not involved in this. I'm not involving anyone. I'll tell you what. What my part. Do you know what I'm saying? And then, yeah. like, but it was like, so when they asked me about my codes, I'm like, nah, I, they weren't there, blah, blah. But I, I was there, I saw a fight, but I had nothing to do with it. Um, and it's just like, I dug myself a hole. Do you get what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, then obviously there was witnesses that proved that we was there together. So then it was like, oh, I'm lying to cover a murder, but I'm not, I'm lying because I don't want to be involved in this shit. Like, it's, it's not like I'm not lying specifically to, oh, mask. I, I, I'm not involved in this shit, mate. It's, I was just scared, innit? So anyway, boom. Um, then we all got put on remand. Um, I was like on, on remand for like a year. Uh, then kept the case coming back. And then we, we all got done. So three of us got done for joint enterprise, secondary party murder. Um, for um, knowing it. So secondary party means we either knew about it or encouraged it. There was no encouragement and we didn't know it was going to happen. But remember, you like, you don't just carry building stuff in your pockets in a rave. It was on the side of the road. So it wasn't, uh, it was spontaneous, but. Yeah, it wasn't premeditated. No. So, um, but they'd done us, so for knowing, uh, knowing about it or encouraging it. But we, we knew about it after, not before, innit? So, like, after, and I get it, like, I had choices, didn't it? I get it, I had choices. I could have said, um, I, I, I know what happened, but that's just not in my, it's not in my uh, my my makeup. So what I should have done is just walked away, innit? Oh, that's fucking rough, mate. Was there any video footage? Or not, no, no camera, camera, camera footage or anything not, like that. Not on the actual. You just see like figures run. It's not like yeah, yeah. Today's didn't help. Didn't help. Basically, yeah. It's not like today's um, So basically, you know, like there was just so many things that happened in the case, and I just like I just don't don't get it, man. You know, like because you can't. I cannot be responsible for what someone else does. No. You never shared the, the weapon. Is one murder no. weapon. So at the end of the day, you can't. Why? Why should I be? If me, us three go out, why should I be responsible for what you do? Unless I told you to do it. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? I shouldn't be. Yeah. Whether I speak or not, whether I grasp or not, I shouldn't be responsible. I shouldn't have to grasp. It's like. Well, you're not like you're not lying. 
you just you, like if you like for example like if you're it's a drunk it was uh, a, a bit of a mad melee that you you got involved into to split up but and and you and you don't know the full details of what the the actual yeah. physical assault was I don't that's that sounds brutal man and he's you know obviously it's not you're not the first person I hear where sentencing is fucking insane this, that law was in my opinion was made like if you don't grasp you're all going to jail mate <laughs> simple yeah. so it'll either take groups or gangs yeah. and I wasn't in, in no gang but it take, takes groups or it's, it's made to force people into grassing isn't it so we all just went to jail it's constantly, it's you constantly guess. under scrutiny yeah. that law, isn't it? And it, it, it's, it's, it's fucked up. It, it, it really is. They, they, they made a film about it a few years ago as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They did. My whole family watched it because some of them didn't understand. So if one of the guys was just in the car and got didn't even get out of the car and yeah. went down for it, like and they, they done. Do you, do you remember they done like scenarios? So they done like a scenario. So there was like there was um a guy playing basketball in some basketball court thing, a cage. And then uh, three guys are walking past and there's a little bit of looking going on. So he's just bouncing the ball, looking. And then one of the three guys is like, what or saying, what are you looking at? And then as he says that, the third guy, the one at the back of, of, of the, the um, convoy of guys starts peeling back. And then uh, he, the, the, Guy that's most vocal is like what, and then he goes to to um, um, walk in. Yeah, one peels back and the other is kind of trailing behind, and they pulls it there, and then they say, "So this guy goes on to stab this guy. Now, who do you think is guilty in all of that like, out of all three men?" And then, like a lot of people say, "Well, just the first two," but mm. then they say all of them. <laughs> How? <laughs> How? You can't like, be in control yeah. of other people's actions. No. Yeah. No, nah. nah, man. It's the free free spheres of influence. There's a there's studies yeah. on this. It's like you can't you can't you had no you can only say something to someone to maybe influence their decision, but ultimately you can't make them do it. That's still their own industry that makes you ultimately makes the last decision on whether or not you carry something out or don't. That sounds that sounds so crazy. Yeah. Oh, I'm so, I'm sorry, mate. That's fucking. So that that must have been like you, you you go in there thinking I'm gonna put my hands up, say look I was involved in this. I thought I was um, just gonna go in and out, but like my, my like I say, yeah. I let them know what I know. And I should then leave. It dug, it's like remember you tell one lie, you have to say another, 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 another. And I just dug myself a, a grave, really, but. At the end of the day, it is what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm here now. Like I've, I've learned a lot from the thing. It was painful, you know, because I spent most of my daughter's life in jail. Because when I went jail, she was like free, or two, like a couple of weeks away from being free. So you know, her, her, most of her life has been coming to prisons around the country. Well, let, let's 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 talk on that because I know your your, your next one's about, I, I guess, a, a turning point. Uh, to, to to start, you know, using yeah. that time more positively inside. Yeah. Um, so uh, j j just uh, ahead of that, <clears throat> do, you know, how were them sort of initial? You know, how was that initial year of, of of coming to terms with? You know, did you feel like completely consumed by um, injustice uh, and and obviously also trying to 
comprehend the fact that I'm, I'm talking after sentencing, not on remand. Once you knew what what the reality of this 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 situation was, yeah, how consumed were you with injustice, and and how is it trying to, <clears throat> you know, comprehend that? Right, I'm I'm not going to be able to see my daughter every day, and you know, all of them things that, are, you know, for people that have never been to prison, you know, they're they're the things that you, you'd think, oh, I wouldn't be able to cope. I wouldn't be able to do that if I couldn't do that. Like, how how was them initial? Sort of months. Well, I, I I I was like consumed by injustice for about four years. To be honest, it took me like four years to actually fully get you. Because like once I got um, sentenced, I I put in an appeal. So it's like I'm fighting the appeal. So I'm, my brain is still not saying I'm accepting it. So like I was completely consumed and. Before I came in, I disliked the system anyway, um, because I like I know it's mad. Like we're kind of going to jump back a little bit, but kind of I used to do a lot of bad things, yeah, um, some different levels to do. You get what I'm saying? But yeah. sometimes I would not do nothing, and I'm still getting it. You yeah. know, like the police have come to my house chatting shit about saying I've never even done like waking me up out of my bed, taking me to a police station. I had to walk back home. And then the next minute is no further action. You just done all of that madness for nothing. <laughs> so, yeah. But so you know, like it's, it's swings and roundabouts because sometimes I, I did still give them, give myself to them by making them know me in it to get them. Yeah. So that's part of the part of the game in it. But, um, with this, I was just thinking, like, this is mad. Like, I never went near this guy. Like, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not no angel, as I've said, but I never touched this guy. I don't remember seeing this guy. So you know, like, I just thought this is a fucking bump. And, it, and it's make. not five years; it's sixteen fucking years. That's, yeah. that's what Ooh. makes me sick just hearing it. Carl, can I ask? Did you do you think in any way your background? Um, and your your record had influenced their decision, definitely. Or... definitely, because they kept going on about. So in in the case, they were they asked me about um a, a knife basically that I got nicked with when I was fourteen. Yeah, I remember while I was when I was at court, I was twenty six. So you know, like they were asking me to describe a knife. So basically, you know, like see 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 when you get nicked. Um, and let's let's clarify. You was a child then. You're an adult now. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, see, when you get nicked for anything, yeah. Um, after ten years, it goes onto another database. It's not gone. Yeah. It goes onto another database, and and um, comes off the main thing. Like, but it's there for them. But it's not. You know, like it just goes onto another database. It's like yeah. a spent conviction type thing, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So so basically. Cut along social. When I was young, when I was fourteen, I think fourteen, or maybe maybe the beginning of fourteen and the end of fourteen, something yeah, where it's closed. That it was either fourteen or just to, and and just turned fifteen. So I got nicked with uh, um, a knife when I was fourteen, and then another time. I think it was like when I was fourteen, just going into fifteen, I got nicked with you know like a a, a roasting fork like. Yeah. So, one only one of them was on the paper, innit? So you know when it's been years, you know, like like I don't partake in this stuff anymore. So it's, it's been years, you know, like 
obviously you're given a thing with all of your your um, convictions and all that on. I'm only seeing one in it, so I forgot about the other one. So then in in the dot, they're asking me to describe the knife that I got nicked with in it, and I'm describing. I could only remember the um, roasting fork. How does that? I, I don't see how that's relevant. That it, well, so basically, so so basically, um, what they're saying, what they're uh, they're they're using like bad character and stuff in it. So basically, yeah. Um, I I described no, sorry, I described yeah, I described the roasting fork, and then but I only had the knife on the record. <laughs> yeah, but they had the they had the roasting fork on the other one, but he was trying to trick me basically to commit to saying is that because he was like are you 100% sure I said well it was a long time ago so I'm not really 100% to be honest um, and then he was like oh members of the jury I can actually say it was a lock knife not a, so how many knives do you carry what's a no but what, what upsets me about this Carl is that I, I understand to some degree why people, uh, when pursuing investigations and whether it being like, like criminal activity with violence or fraud or anything like that, they will look at credibility of your statements and testimonies and your behaviour. But what I, what I don't get is that they wanted you to remember what a knife looked like. I don't see how that really... And, and to say that then calls into question your character, like describe, a, describe that weapon... I mean, Remember, yeah, it, it seems like it doesn't add anything to the case. And when I was on trial, I was 26. Yeah. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm saying that. Hey, weird. No. When I was on trial, I was 27 because I got nicked at 26. I've done a year on remand. So when I was on trial, I was 27. So you know... And you're saying you got nicked for that, that thing. Like, you know... You, that, that was found on you when you were 14. It's like, how can you remember? So what what that? what so what he was trying to get at is 
like, if that's the one thing, how can I not remember what it is? How many knives do I carry? Yeah, that's that's what he was trying to snaky. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what he was trying to um, get to basically. Um, there was just there was just so much things, and don't get me wrong, don't get me wrong. Like I want to make this clear, no one deserves to die, no one. Yeah, yeah, um, and like I, I, my heart goes out to the family. I, I wish yeah, yeah. I'd done things better. You yeah. know, like. I wish I, I I walked away, or I wish I, I wish I I could tell the family what happened, but I never. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So I can't change the past. I can only change myself for the future. Do you know what I'm saying? I yeah. just want to make that clear. But the case was still dodgy. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because see, like like for instance, yeah, the camera the camera footage, yeah, the policeman that was involved in the case. That's the first time he's ever analysed videos, yeah. So he he said he he can recognize my codes there, but he can't be sure if because you see like four people running. And remember, there's 30 people fighting, yeah. You see four people running. So the reason why we got nicked is because there was um, a group of females. One of them knew us from the area yeah. by name and face. So our names were were, were given in it. So um, but so anyway. The policeman said he can't be sure whether I'm on it, but he's not going to exclude me. Yeah. So then my legal team got an uh, an army expert that analyzes videos for the army to analyze the video. He took a, a picture of me in in a pub earlier that day and analyzed the video. And he said this is not. He came on the stand and said this is not Mr. Corbin. Yeah. Right. So me, I'm kind of kicking back now. I'm like, come on, man. Finally, you know, like. But then the policeman has got on the stand and he's like, yeah, I recognize, but basically my codies, I recognize Mr. Corbin. So then my QC's like, hold on. Basically, it says, can you go to line, whatever, whatever, on page, whatever, and just read out what you say there. And then he just went all red and shit. And he's like, yeah, I can't be sure if it's Mr. Corbin, but I'm not going to exclude him. Why are you lying? Just say mm. what you originally said. Why are you lying? This is serious. It's my life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So and I get it. They're under pressure by the family and all that, but don't tell lies, innit? You actually made a statement. Like, surely you must have reread your statement. before. Like, it's a year gone past. Yeah. Surely you must have reread your statement to remind you of what you said. And furthermore, your statement's in front of you. <laughs> so I just, I just felt hard done by, you know, but... Of course. But the family's hard done by as well, isn't it? Like, more than hard done by, so... Yeah, of course. It's, it's, there's never just one thing, is it? Like, it's, it's a multiple things where two things can be the, exist in that same space. And so you said, Carl, that, you know, it took you four years to accept it. So you had yeah. the appeal. Yeah. And then it took about four years for you to... Was that, like, accept and just go... This has happened. I, I kind of got to let it go. Yeah, or... yeah I th- it was just like I'm here to stay in it. I, yeah. I, you know, like there was t- times where I like just I couldn't see the end. You know, like I just like this is never gonna finish. You know, like it just seemed so far away. Um, and th- then like there was times, you know, like I'd call like call my daughter, and she'd be like, "Oh, Dad, when are you coming home?" And I'd be like. Yeah. You know, like proper melts, but and I'd I'd be like, oh, I'm coming home soon, because you know, like she's 
young, innit? She actually thinks I'm at work. No, so see, for for years she thought I was at work. Um, so it's like, oh, dad, when are you coming home? When are you coming home? And I'm like, you know, I have to keep having to lie. Do you know what I'm saying? I wouldn't tell a specific date, but I'd just be like, ah, oh, daddy's coming home soon. You know, like just to try and like get her off the subject. Yeah. Then like, I don't know, it was because you know, see, see, when I first come in, there's people that have been in prison before, in and out as um, old boys, young boys, you know, like, but you should know, like, I ended up, while I was on remand, I ended up with, like, um, let me say he was, he was older than me anyway, and he was basically, he's been in prison before, all that, yeah. And, you know, like, we're just chatting that, and he, he, he said to me, listen, like, obviously, you'll get away with that saying to her that you're at work for a certain amount of time, but it's going to come a time when you're going to have to speak about it. And I'm so I, I always had that in my head. And then I must have been on a visit. I think she was like seven. And then she was like, ah, oh, because see, you're like on the visits, you've got like these signs here that, you know, like under section, whatever her majesty, the queen's prison, whatever. It's like some fucking law shit on there, but it says like prison, this, that so she was like oh daddy what what does that say and i thought ah oh, shit man it's coming man i just said oh, i can't see that far in it <laughs> it's a drunken soiree in the within chris and stew present our core listing the podcast